Biden's DOJ and miners. <laughs> yep, the cover-up continues. Andrew Tate is in the news again with Tucker. Wow. And fighting back. It's working. It really is. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Wednesday, halfway through the week. Well, the start of it anyway. And uh, yeah, we are here live on rumble.com. Thank you so much for popping in. Don't forget, please, to hit that follow button right over here. Just click it. It's free. It's easy. And it costs you nothing. Helps the show out a lot. We really, really do appreciate it from the bottom of my wrinkled old heart. Yeah, we got all that and more all coming up tonight. We always start off the show, though, with this little lady. That would be Miko. Ichiko Mikoto is her official name on her pedigree, but we call her Miko. And this morning, these pictures were taken on our morning walk. I have to get up before the sun because I've got this photodermatitis thing going on, so I'm kind of allergic to the sun. I know, it's freaky. Probably caused by the vax, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, we went out, and it was uh, just... The sun wasn't up yet, but it was light. And we're walking down the road, and this little tiny kitten, look at this thing, can't be more than, what, maybe three, four weeks old? And Miko was fascinated by it. She wanted to play with this thing so bad. Now, she didn't understand. I thought she might think it was a rat or a scrat or something, and maybe grab it in her mouth and start shaking it or something. She didn't. She was a bit gentle, but she was trying to paw it. Um, so it, it's absolutely adorable. And I, I tried to get it out of the road. I set it off to the side. I think she wanted to bring it home with us, but that just can't happen. So anyway, it seemed to be okay, and uh, hopefully its mom will find it. But Miko had a great time today with this little kitten, little tiny, teeny, teeny kitten that we found this morning on our uh, on our walk. A Miko update brought to you by BarkBox.com. If you use slash Miko when you put that into your uh, browser bar, you will get a special deal. BarkBox is a monthly subscription service. Every month delivered right to your door, a new themed box of goodies, two toys, two bags of all-natural dog treats, and a dog chew. Mmm. So good, and we guarantee your dog will be happy with it because there's a 100% happiness guarantee. If your dog is ever not happy or you with something about BarkBox, you get a hold of customer service, they'll do everything they can to make it right, make sure you're happy. Now, there's two links in our show notes. BarkBox.com slash Miko is always there. It will always work and give you that free month. But there's another special limited time link where you can get a free dog bed. And no, it's not one size fits all. There's three different choices of sizes you can pick. And they're beautiful. They're plush. They're comfy. Your dog will love it. A dog bed free when you sign up for a multi-month subscription with BarkBox.com. Check it out. Links in our show notes. And if you want that special free month, it's just easy to remember. It's Miko. BarkBox.com slash Miko is the link, and that will get you that free month. 
All right. Hey, by the way, I'm sorry. Uh, what's his face? Bone. Uh, he put some comments in and I saw it after the show because I'm not able to actually look at the live chat while I'm live. I know that's weird. However, I fixed it. Now I can. So I've got the live chat up. Anything you want to say, you want to comment on something, you want to let me know something, you want to chat, send it up in the live chat and uh, and I'll see it and, and I'll respond because that's what live chat's all about. Okay, so we got all that coming up uh, tonight and we're going to start right off. This is from conservativecompass.com. Uh, you know, I go to these links and I get the news from these sites because it's one of the few places you're actually going to hear the truth. The DOJ, that would be the Department of Justice, has removed all mention of minors on their human trafficking website and documentation. There is the hopefully soon-to-be-arrested Merrick Garland in a recent development that sparked concerns, raised eyebrows, the DOJ made significant revisions to its website on child sex trafficking, which, of course, from the movie Sound of Freedom, everything that's going on these days, that is like top of the mind in the news, uh, the ones that are actually covering the real news, not like, you know, the mainstream media, MSNBC, CNN, who are all trying to do their best to ignore it, hope it'll go away. But they have specifically removed sections related to international and domestic cases of child sex trafficking. These changes, which happened in late May, uh, have drawn the attention after discussions surrounding President Joe Biden's immigration policies and, of course, the release of the film The Sound of Freedom. The article delves into modifications made by the DOJ and... Uh, their potential implications. They overhauled the entire web page. March 12th, this year, DOJ webpage dedicated to addressing child sex trafficking underwent a huge overhaul, effectively erasing three critical sections. These are no longer there. International sex trafficking of minors, domestic sex trafficking of minors, and child victims of prostitution. They used to be updated during the Trump administration, May of 2020. The uh, current revision with the deletions raises a whole bunch of eyebrows about the motives behind this change. They also removed all mention of minors from their January 2022 National Strategy to Combat Human Trafficking Documents. It's just gone. There's a copy of this uh, newly revised document, and all references to child sex trafficking aren't there anymore. Used to be, now not. The now-deleted description of international sex trafficking sheds light on the grim reality of traffickers recruiting, transporting children across borders for sexual uh, exploitation, it highlighted how the traffickers could operate individually or part of an organized crime group, exploiting children from less developed areas, sadly, to more developed regions, including the good old United States of America. They have dumped all of these references 
from their website. Why? Why? What are they covering up? What don't they want you to know? I'm telling you, every time you turn a page or read a headline, it just gets worse. These leftist, communist, pedophiles, and that you know that they're not even hiding it. They just stick it right in your face. They just tell you exactly what they are. We're fighting back. I got a story coming up that it's working. Keep it up. Keep it up. Do not give up. Hold, you know, Mel Gibson, hold, hold. Here's a story of somebody who's fed up, fed up to the point where she's switching parties. I love this one. A black Democrat in Georgia, I, I mentioned she's black simply because that's in the article, doesn't matter to me, but demographically, I guess it matters. She has switched parties after being crucified and abandoned by state Democrats. There she is. Good on you. Uh, she just switched parties over her support for school choice. Oh, God forbid. And her refusal to support efforts to defund the police. Wow. Peach state lawmaker who angered her Democratic colleagues in the Georgia State House of Reps over her support for a recent school choice bill has announced she's leaving the Democratic Party and becoming a Republican. Good on you. Misha Mayner is her name. A uh, former Democrat represents District 56 in the Georgia State House since January of 2021. She announced this decision just before noon yesterday and said she will pit a switch her party registration and become a Republican. Quoting her, When I decided to stand up on behalf of disadvantaged children in support of school choice, my Democratic colleagues did not stand by me. They crucified me. When I decided to stand up in support of safe communities and refuse to support efforts to defund the police, they didn't back me. They abandoned me. And so she did the smart thing. She says here, for far too long, the Democratic Party has gotten away with using and abusing the black community. Boy, ain't that the truth. For decades, continuing her quote, the Democratic Party has received the support of more than 90% of the black community. And what do we have to show for it? I represent a solidly blue district in the city of Atlanta. This isn't a political decision for me. It's a moral one. Good on you. Nicely done. Wow. Misha Maynard, now a Republican. FAFO, Democrats. It's happening. We're fighting back. We're winning. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Sadly, I've got to bring you some bad news. This story is from the National Pulse. The entire story is in our show notes. Everything we talk about on this show, you will always find that. Uh, 
take a look at this. Hang on. Uh, can we switch over? Yeah. Do you know who this is? I know. Looks like some Satan worshiper. See the pentagram there? It says, The Monster Psycho. Hell yeah. Look at this evil dude. How would you like to run into this guy in a dark alley somewhere? Hell, I wouldn't want to run into this guy at high noon in the middle of the day. Well, guess who he is? Yeah, go ahead, take a guess. Who do you think that is? The leader of some satanic cult, probably? Nope, you would be wrong. He is the top paid staffer in the Biden administration. The Christ-desecrating occultist monkeypox coordinator. And he is the top paid Biden staffer. This guy. Not kidding. This is where we've gone, folks. The White House payroll has hit historic highs under President Joe Biden, and the most highly remunerated staff is his monkeypox coordinator, Dimitri Daskalikas, who the National Pulse first revealed as a Satan and occult-obsessed gay man who recently donned bondage gear for a speech at a biomedical conference. Because I'm sure the bondage gear had everything to do with a biomedical conference. He's uh, turning 50 this year, joined Biden's White House staff less than a year ago, and in that brief time, he has... Oh my God, are you kidding me? He's earned himself a salary of $260,718, the highest in the White House apart from the president himself to this guy. Second highest paid, Anad H. Das, Senior Deputy Associate Counsel. The total staff bill for the year coming in at $52.7 million for Biden's staff. 52, almost $53 million. And more than a quarter of a million of it, your tax money is paying this guy to be the co-coordinator for monkeypox. You happy about that? At the list of at there are show notes. You go all the way down through all the different things as in today's show, and then there's all the links to the stuff we talk about. And right at the bottom of that list, there is a link. In fact, what does it say? It says. Contact your representatives and let them know. You go to that link. It's a government link. But you put in your zip code, and it will show you who represents you, who your senators are, who your House of Representatives are, and how to contact them. Their emails, their telephones. You want to write? They've got their address there. Use that. Fight back. It's working. This must stop more than a the second highest paid besides the president is this freak are you kidding me 
just it's, it's beyond belief. I I got more wasted money for you on stupid stuff uh, from the government, of course. We'll talk about that coming up in just a bit, but right now we want to tell you about one of our sponsors, and that is the amazing folks at Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee, an incredible company that cares about America, our conservative values, family, hard work, respect. That's what it's all about, and this company does it in spades. They make one of the best, if not the best, small batch coffees. In fact, even Dan Bongino has his own blend over there. You can check that out and buy some of that if you like. But uh, this is an amazing company that grows their beans locally at the right uh, elevation, the right soil, harvested at right just the right time of year. They work with local, that means Amer- American, co-op and farmers to produce the most amazing beans and they roast them usually within 24 to 48 hours from the time you order so what you get delivered to your door is about as close to a fresh roasted bag of beans you will ever find throw out that brown water crap coffee you've been drinking get a real cup of coffee cup of coffee with cojones some cuevo or whatever that word is Anyway, you got to check it out. Not only does this company support America and it's all about American values, they actually help to support our troops, our first responders. So your purchase there will not only get you an amazing bag of coffee beans, it'll also help to support this company, an American company that cares about us, our conservative American values. And like I said, once you try this stuff, You'll be right back ordering more because it is just that good. If you use the link in our show notes, it's right down there. It's the top link. You will get a special deal and you've got a promo code. When you check out, use promo code J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order. That is a hell of a deal. J20 is the promo code to use at Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee. Amazing stuff from America's Coffee Company. All right, we talked a little bit. Hang on. I need a little Blackout Coffee right now. Mm, Good stuff. All right. Blaze Media has the story about an Ohio school district that is... (laughs) uh, Talk about wasting money. They spent $24,000 to train... Teachers, listen to this, $24,000 to train teachers to hide students' gender identity from their parents and avoid using the term boys and girls. Here we freaking go again. To actually hide it from the parents. Columbus City Schools, the largest school district in Ohio, spent over $24,000 on consultants who came in and gave presentations to teachers on how to hide the gender identity of students from their parents. You happy with that, parents? Rise up, be nonviolent, but do something about it. Make a mess. Taught about cis privilege 
and claim that children are not too young to talk about gender. $24,000 over dollars, according to Timcast, for activities that included a two-day presentation and a workshop, and the presentation's contents had been obtained by the Parents Defending Education. They had to actually file a public records request in order to get a copy of what this whole teacher's symposium was all about. Training explained by Nick Neely, founder-president of Parents Defending Education, identified the instructors as Q-Inclusion, which is now known as Haywes. She described the website as saying, whether it's company-wide workshops or one-on-one consulting, Wes can support you and your team on queer and trans belonging. $24,000 on teaching teachers how to hide their students' gender identity from you, the parents. Yep. Not only a waste of money, but even if it were a free workshop, the hell are you doing teaching teachers how to do this crap? Wow. Wow. All right. What else we got here? Oh! Did you see Tucker Carlson's interview? It's long. It's like two over hours long. He posted it on Twitter, I think, this morning or last night. Um, Wow. It's an interview, a huge long interview with Andrew Tate. Love him or hate him. I frankly think he's probably pretty much spot on on a whole lot of stuff he believes in. But uh, Andrew Tate in this interview said, if you're naive enough to believe that there are good guys and bad guys in war, and it's as simple as good and bad, you need to do a little more investigation. And Tucker Carlson said that is the truest thing. Mm. I have a clip of this, which is from a tweet from Alex, ALX on uh, Twitter. And uh, I can play just a little piece of this for you here. Yeah, I, up until this point, never really commented too heavily on politics. Yes. But I understand very well, I like to believe what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. And what I will say to the people who are watching this at home is that if you are naive enough to believe that there are good guys and bad guys in wars, and it's as simple as good and bad, and that the bad guys are crazy, and the good guys want freedom, then you need to do a little bit more investigation into what's really happening. And when you look at the vested interest of any country or any person- Can I, can I just ask you to pause and just comment? That's the truest thing, what you just said. That is that, and anyone who doesn't understand that should shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I mean it, having seen war. There you go. Thank you, Tucker, for that. <laughs> Seriously, the interview is fascinating. You're probably going to have to watch it, take a break, go back to it, because it's over two hours long. But it is fascinating. Even if you don't like Andrew Tate, have an open mind. Go take a look. It's on Tucker Carlson's Twitter account. 
and uh, find out more. You might be surprised. Andrew Tate might not be the guy he's been sold to you as. Mm. By the way, just broke here in the last few hours, NATO has amazingly, we keep on winning, has done the right thing and said, Ukraine, not today. Yes, NATO has said no, and Ukraine is not welcome to join. Ha ha ha. Yeah. The reason I was reminded about that, which only just broke, so I didn't have a chance to include it in the show notes, is because of this story, which is from therightscoop.com, and it has to do with that rotting bag of flesh in the White House, who spent his weekend shirtless at the beach, and apparently nobody cared. Have you seen the video footage of this? He's, this is the President of the United States laying out on the beach, and people are just laying around like, Who's the old man? Anyway, he will not be attending the dinner with NATO world leaders. And the reason he's giving? Hmm, highly dubious. Will not be attending the NATO leaders dinner, according to Beth Rigby with Sky News. She says that Biden officials are claiming he had four full days of official business and can't make it because he's preparing for a speech or something. So here's the actual uh, tweet from Beth uh, Rigby. President Biden is not attending tonight's dinner with NATO leaders. Asked why he's skipping, a U.S. official said the president has had four full days of official business and is preparing for a big speech tomorrow in addition to another day at the summit. So his four full days of official business, there it is. That's what he was doing in the last four full days of official business. So he's been far too busy to go to a meeting of NATO leaders. And they keep pushing out the bullshit and hoping that we're just going to keep believing it. We don't. We're winning. Keep fighting. Look at this one. Man, I'm telling you, this is a very localized story from Tennessee. But it's important that these things get shared. That's why I chose to put it in tonight's show, because it is disgusting. It's frightening. And you need to know that it's happening. And I love the way this moron got caught. A very popular Tennessee soccer coach, football, soccer, has been arrested for raping young boys after he left his cell phone in a restaurant. He took off from the restaurant and mistakenly left his cell phone behind. Well, the wait staff at the restaurant opened up the phone and started going through to see if they could figure out how to contact him. And when they did, they found what amounted to hundreds of pictures and videos of this guy sexually assaulting young boys. He has been arrested. Good, 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 good news. He's a popular soccer coach. 
And uh, it goes on the videos of the rapes of 10 unconscious boys. It's even more disgusting. Found on the cell phone, he's 56 years old, Camilio Hutato Campos, booked on allegations of child rape and sexual exploitation of a minor, Franklin Police Department said. He's being held on half a million dollars bond. Not clear whether he is any legal counsel. Local public defender did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Um, 20-year resident of Franklin. It's about 20 miles south of Nashville. And he used his job to lure boys to his home where he allegedly attacked them, drugged, and raped them. It's the kind of crap that's going on out there. You need to be aware. Oh, yeah, but we're going to spend uh, $25,000 to teach teachers how to keep the gender identity a secret from the parents, right? Yeah. Because, you know, we shouldn't know about these things. <sighs> this is exactly related to that story about teaching teachers to hide gender identities. I don't know if you saw this viral video, but this is a story about the viral video, which I think the video is here. It's not that long. I can actually play it for you. But a viral video of an outraged dad fuming over how his nine-year-old son was asked by a doctor if he identifies as a boy or a girl. Over the weekend, a video went viral from a father outraged by a doctor asking his nine-year-old son what gender he identifies as, or whether he's gender-fluid or non-binary. Here's the actual uh, video. Let me turn the sound on. I want to play this. It's worth it. It's worth your time. I'm literally on fire right now. I just got off the phone with my wife who took my nine and seven-year-old boys to the doctor today to get physicals for tackle football and school next year and all that other shit. The first, my nine-year-old son went in first, and the first thing this woman asks him is if he identifies as a boy, a girl, gender fluid, or non-binary. My son, he's never heard of any of that shit before. You've been dealing with him your whole life. He is clearly a boy's boy. So what are you, trying to plant a fucking seed in his head? I, the only thing I could be thankful for is that my wife took them instead of me. And props to my wife because she said something. And if she didn't, they would have asked my seven-year-old son the same damn question. This shit is ridiculous. And to the people out there to think that there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm just a, a, a transphobe or all that shit, you're fucked up. This is bullshit. And there's something wrong with you. Boom. He's right. Has to stop. Keep fighting back. Be like this, Dad. Fight back. It's working. Scary, scary, scary things. <sighs> All right, let's lighten the mood a little bit because 
These stories tonight have just been insane. Is there life on Venus? Let's see, my very education. It's the second planet from the sun, one away from us. There is new evidence that says, could be. There's new evidence that scientists have found phosphine in the clouds around Venus. And that possibly indicates there may be life. Scientists have discovered phosphine gas in the clouds of Venus. Initially, the study could not be replicated, but new findings suggest the phosphine is at deeper levels. Wow. Uh, it gives rise to the question of whether or not there is life on Venus, because phosphine is a molecule that is associated with biological activity on Earth. Consequently, if people find it on Venus, it may be there for the same reason. It'd be hot as hell, but could be. Read this article. It's very cool. It has a little bit of the science behind it. But they have discovered phosphine in the clouds around Venus, which potentially could mean that there is some form of biological life. Love these kind of stories. <laughs> All right, now I got one more for you before we get on with our book. And where is the tweet? No, what happened to it? Hang on a second. I gotta find this. Where'd it go? Hang on, hang on. I just give me one more second here. Uh, oh no. I think the tweet got deleted. Tell me it did. Ah, oh, it didn't get deleted. I got it. All right. There's no real sound for this, so don't worry about that. But check this out. It's from China. You know, China, they can do about anything there and cheaper and duplicate whatever. Well, it's a skill, and that would be paint mixing. I know. What? But yeah, this is one of those little funny nothing videos that it's just interesting as hell. You know, when you take a paint chip to the store, hardware store, whatever, and they try and match the paint, and chances are it never really looks like what you were trying to get. Take a look at this. This guy is in China, and someone has brought this paint chip to him to try and duplicate the color. He does, but look at the way he does it. He doesn't use a chart. He doesn't use science. He uses his eyes and his experience. And here he is adding all the different colors in, a little bit of blue, a little bit of some other blue, some red in there. Look at that. He's just squirt, 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 mixes it all up, and there you go. Look at that. He puts it into a uh, spray can. I didn't even know how that worked. That's very cool. Sticks the can on it. And there's a comparison. Take a look at that. That. Wait, wait, wait. It, it flew off that too fast. There we go. Look at that. That is about as damn close as you could possibly get. And that guy just simply looked at that chip. And using years, apparently, of experience, knew exactly 
how to recreate that color. That's amazing. Wow. How cool is that? Wow. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Time to get on to our book. Uh, until, but just give me a second for a little blackout coffee break. Mmm. Good stuff. Hey, you know, we're also a podcast, by the way. You can hear the audio part of our show. It goes up about half a day after the show airs live on Rumble. It's just the audio, but it's available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all the big and little podcast platforms. Uh, so check us out. Look for The Jay Sheldon Show. Give us a subscribe or a follow and uh, on wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for that, by the way. We do hundreds of downloads every week, and we really appreciate it. All right. We read books on this show. We've done classic children's literature in the past, but now we've moved on to George Orwell's 1984 because it's a cool book. Not only that, it's amazing exactly how prophetic it is, how it describes the times we are living in, my friends. Uh, right now, Winston has gotten a hold of Goldstein's book, and we're about halfway through reading it, chapter 17, which is about 50, 70, 80 pages long. It's taking us forever to get through chapter 17, but it is fascinating as hell. So let's jump back into it. This is George Orwell's 1984. A party member is expected to have no private emotions and no respite from enthusiasm. He's supposed to live in a continuous frenzy of hatred of foreign enemies and internal traitors, triumph over victories and self-abasement before the power and the wisdom of the party. The discontents produced by his bare, unsatisfying life are deliberately turned outward, dissipated by such devices as the two minutes hate. Speculations which might possibly induce a skeptical or rebellious attitude are killed in advance by his early acquired inner discipline. The first and simplest stage in the discipline, which can be taught even to young children, is called in Newspeak Crime Stop. Crime Stop means the faculty of stopping short, as though by instinct, at the threshold of any dangerous thought. It includes the power of not grasping analogies, failing to perceive logical errors, misunderstanding the simplest of arguments, if they are inimical to Ingsoc, and of being bored or repelled by any train of thought which is capable of leading in a heretical direction. Crime stop, in short, means protective stupidity. But stupidity isn't enough. On the contrary, orthodoxy in the same sense demands a control over one's own mental processes as complete as that of a contortionist over his body. Oceanic society rests ultimately on the belief that Big Brother is omnipotent and the party is infallible. But since in reality Big Brother is not omnipotent and the party is not infallible, there's need for unwearying moment-to-moment -moment flexibility in the treatment of facts. The key word here is 
black-white. Like so many newspeak words, this word has two mutually contradictory messages. Applied to an opponent, it means the habit of imprudently claiming that black is white, in contradiction of the plain facts. Applied to a party member, it means a loyal willingness to say that black is white when party discipline demands this. But it means also the ability to believe that black is white and more to know that black is white and to forget that one has ever believed the contrary. This demands a continuous alteration of the past, made possible by the system of thought which really embraces all the rest, and which is known in newspeak as doublethink. The, alter uh, the alteration of the past is necessary for two reasons, one of which is subsidiary and, so to speak, precautionary. Subsidiary reason is that the party member, like the, uh, like the proletarian, tolerates present-day conditions partly because he has no standards of comparison. He must be cut off from the past just as he must be cut off from foreign countries because it's necessary for him to believe that he's better off than his own ancestors and the average level of material comfort is constantly rising. But by far, the more important reason for the readjustment of the past is the need to safeguard the infallibility of the party. It isn't merely that speeches, statistics, and records of every kind must be constantly brought up to date in order to show that the predictions of the party were all right in every case. It's also that no change in doctrine or in political alignment, can ever be admitted. For to change one's mind, or even one's policy, is a confession of weakness. If, for example, Eurasia or East Asia, whichever it may be, is the enemy today, then that country must always have been the enemy. And if the facts say otherwise, then the facts must be altered. Thus, history is continuously rewritten. The day-to-day -day falsification of the past carried out by the Ministry of Truth is as necessary to the stability of the regime as the work of repression and espionage carried out by the Ministry of Love. The mutability of the past is the central tenet of Ingsoc, Past events, it is argued, have no objective existence, but survive only in written records, human memories. The past is whatever the records and the memories agree upon. Since the parties in full control of all records and in equally full control of the mind of its members, it follows that the past is whatever the party chooses to make it. It also follows that, though the past is alterable, it's never been altered in any specific instance. For when it's been recreated in whatever shape is needed at the moment, then this new version is the past, and no different past can ever have existed. 
This holds good even when, as often happens, the same event has to be altered out of recognition several times in the course of a year. At all times, the party is in possession of the absolute truth. And clearly, the absolute can never have been different from what it is now. It'll be seen that the control of the past depends above all on the training of memory. To make sure that all written records agree with the orthodoxy of the moment is merely a mechanical act. But it's also necessary to remember that events happened in the desired manner. And if necessary to rearrange one's memories or to tamper with written records, then it's necessary to forget that one has done so. The trick of doing this can be learned like any other mental technique. It's learned by the majority of party members, certainly by all who are intelligent as well as orthodox. In old speak, it's called, quite frankly, reality control. In new speak, it's called doublethink, though doublethink comprises much else as well. Doublethink means the power of holding two contradictory beliefs in one's mind simultaneously and accepting both of them. I told you. <laughs> so, did you get your fill of doublethink today? Mm, I have a feeling we did. That's going to do it for us. Say thanks so much. Please don't forget to give us a follow. That little button right there below my finger is the follow button. It's free for you. It costs you nothing. And it really helps the show out a lot. We really do appreciate those of you who've done that. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I will see you all again tomorrow. Snort. <laughs>